One of the worst things you could see a loved one go through is cognitive decline. This includes Parkinson's, dementia, Alzheimer's. Now, CNN just reported that cognitive decline is linked to ultra-processed food, their study finds. I'm going to take you through this article. I'm going to take you through some of the numbers of how many people, at least in the developed world, experience cognitive decline and why. And then I'm going to take you into a really powerful solution from a plant that is actually extremely safe but has been demonized for quite some time. Yes, I'm talking about cannabis. So stick around, smash the like button, Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and get ready to take this microdose of infinity. Welcome back to Waking Infinity News. This is going to be a short one. I just wanted to talk to you about some of the most pressing issues that we face in our world today are not just COVID, it's not just the World Economic Forum, but it's actually our diets, how that affects our moods, and as CNN is showing us in this article, cognitive decline, which is linked to ultra-processed foods, their study finds. So the lead of the article says, eating ultra-processed foods for more than 20% of your daily calorie intake every day could set you on the road to cognitive decline. We all know eating ultra-processed foods that make our lives easier, such as pre-packaged soups, sauces, frozen pizza, and ready-to-eat meals, isn't good for our health. Nor is gobbling up all the pleasure foods that we all love so much like hot dogs, sausages, burgers, french fries, sodas, cookies, cakes, candies, donuts, and ice cream, just to name a few. Studies have found that they can raise our risk of obesity, heart and circulation problems, diabetes, and cancer. They may even shorten our lives. Now, a new study has revealed eating more ultra-processed foods may contribute to overall cognitive decline, including the areas of the brain involved in executive functioning, the ability to process information and make decisions. In fact, men and women who ate the most ultra-processed foods had a 28% faster rate of global cognitive decline and a 25% faster rate of executive function decline compared with people who ate the least amount of overly-processed foods, the study found. While in need of further study and replication, the new results are quite compelling and emphasize emphasize the critical role for proper nutrition in preserving and promoting brain health and reducing risk for brain disease as we get older, says Rudy Tanzi, professor of neurology at Harvard Medical School and director of the Genetics and Aging Research Unit at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. He was not involved in the study. Tanzi who has also written about ultra-processed foods in his book, The Healing Self, A Revolutionary New Plan to Supercharge Your Immunity and Stay Well for Life, said the key problem with ultra-processed foods is that they are usually very high in sugar, salt, and fat, all of which promote systemic inflammation, perhaps the most major threat to healthy aging in the body and brain. Now, we all know about Inflammation, it causes just about every health issue that we face. Inflammation in the brain leads to cognitive decline. It can also lead to cancer. It can lead to many other issues all throughout the body. Just listen to Dave Asprey and you'll understand a bit more about that. As the article goes on, Tansy says, Meanwhile, since they are convenient as a quick meal, they are also replacing 
um, eating food, regular food, that is high in plant fiber, that is important in maintaining the health and balance of the trillions of bacteria in your gut microbiome, he added, which is particularly important for brain health and reducing risk of age-related brain diseases like Alzheimer's disease. So the interesting thing that he mentions there about fiber is mainly what he's talking about is prebiotics. Now, your gut has to eat, your gut microbiome, I should say, the bacteria in your gut has to eat the food that you eat. It's a big misconception that's now being unraveled the more we understand your gut microbiome that we don't actually digest our food. It's the microbes that digest our food and then they give off enzymes. We live off the enzymes that the bacteria give off. That's an important part. He says it's not a lot of calories. The study presented on Monday at the 2022 Alzheimer's Association International Conference in San Diego followed over 10,000 Brazilians for up to 10 years. I'm going to stop you right there. There's a joke. George W. Bush was told in 2003 when he was in office, and this was right during Operation Enduring Freedom when we were in the Middle East, that a Brazilian died today in combat. And he said, oh, man, oh, man, how much is a Brazilian? All right, I digress. 10,000 Brazilians were followed for up to 10 years. Just over half the study um, participants were women, white or college educated, while the average age was around 51. Cognitive testing, which included immediate and delayed word recall, word recognition, and verbal fluency were performed at the beginning and end of the study. And participants were asked about their diet. In Brazil, ultra-processed foods make up 25 to 30% of the total calorie intake. We have McDonald's, Burger King, and we eat a lot of chocolate and white bread. It's not very different, unfortunately, from many other Western countries, said co-author Dr. Claudia Suamoto, an assistant professor in the Division of Geriatrics at the University of Sao Paulo Medical School. She goes on to say, 58% of the calories consumed by United States citizens... 56.8% of the calories consumed by British citizens and 48% of the calories consumed by Canadians come from ultra-processed foods, Suomoto says. Ultra-processed foods are defined as industrial formulations of food substances, oils, fats, sugars, starch, and protein isolates that contain little or no whole foods and typically include flavorings, colorings, emulsifiers, and other cosmetic additives. According to the study, people who consume more than 20% of daily calories from processed foods had a 28% faster decline in global cognition and a 25% decline in executive functioning compared to those who ate less than 20%, said uh, Natalie Goncalves, uh, Goncalves. For a person who eats 2,000 calories a day, 20% would equal 400 calories or more. For comparison, a small order of fries or regular cheeseburger from McDonald's contains a total of 530 calories. Those in the study who ate the most ultra-processed foods were more likely to be younger women, white, had a higher education and income. This is kind of surprising. Higher uh, education and income, and were more likely to have never smoked and less likely to be current alcohol consumers. People need to know they should cook more and prepare their own food from scratch. I know 
We say we don't have the time, but it really does not take that much time out of our day. And it's worth it because you're going to protect your heart and guard your brain from dementia or Alzheimer's disease, she added. That's the take-home message. Stop buying things that are super processed. Okay, so now I want to switch to Google. If you just pull up cognitive decline stats, says the prevalence of, sub- of subjective cognitive decline is 11.1% or 1 in 9 adults. The prevalence of... SCD, which is subjective cognitive decline, among adults 65 years and older is 11.7, compared to the 10.8% among adults 45 to 64 years of age. The prevalence of SCD is 11.3% among men, compared to 10.6% among women, which is interesting because the last study actually showed a little bit different. Now I want to get into some of the solutions. I'm going to start with one solution, and that is from my friend Lex Pelger. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, I had him in the film The Magic Plant with Pete Evans. He says, in neurodegenerative disorders, the advice, there's two important points here to understand when it comes to cannabis. At moderate levels, the cannabinoids can help with symptoms of neurodegenerative disorders. At higher levels, they cause the growth of new brain cells or neurogenesis. So he goes on to say, we start with symptom control because that's where you find out what works best for you. With the range of symptoms that can be occurring with these conditions, it's a good idea to keep a log or a journal of what cannabinoids you're taking and what changes you see in the symptoms each day, most especially pain, sleep, and mental balance. Number one, begin with five to 10 milligrams of CBD in the morning for three days. See how well that helps. Journal. And he says, I recommend using a full spectrum hemp extract because all of the cannabinoids, terpenes, and fatty acids contribute to health. Always use a company with a third party testing. And he says, I've worked with Plus CBD and I know that they make good quality products. Number two, the experiment with taking 10 milligrams in the evening. Uh, or then experiment with taking 10 milligrams in the evening and see if that helps with your sleep or if you find it activating and keeps you awake. It's different for everyone. Number three, after a week of low amounts of CBD, start increasing your doses by 10 to 20 milligrams every few days. What you're looking for is that sweet spot where you find symptom relief And this might end up being 15 milligrams twice a day, or it could be as much as 100 milligrams in the morning and 100 milligrams in the evening. Once you found that sweet spot to help your symptoms, it's time to increase the levels that you take daily for neurogenesis. I would recommend starting by adding in 100 milligrams of isolated CBD each morning. Make sure that this agrees with your body and doesn't cause any uh, upset stomach or uh, somnolence, somnolence, um, the two main side effects of high CBD levels. Number two, after that, start slowly adding in THC every day. THC helps to cause new brain cells to grow and for the CBD to work better. They work in tandem with one another. A little bit of CBD, even if it's not psychoactive, just a trace amount of it will add a whole slew of benefits to the CBD that you're taking. THC also causes the psychoactive effects and for people not to use the cannabis, this can be unpleasant. Or however, THC also causes psychoactive effects and can be unpleasant. Luckily, CBD helps to lessen the potentially 
uh, or the potential anxiety caused by THC. With THC, it's always good to start low and go slow. I would recommend not more than five milligrams of THC in the first experience. So that's, and you can also book a session with Lex Pelger. That's a really good idea to have somebody walk you through all this. The next thing that I want to say is on top of a supplement, I want you to experiment with actually moving your body more. So there's this guy, Steven Jepson from NeverLeaveThePlayground.com. He is in his late 80s. He might be in his early 90s by now. And what he's finding is that when you utilize your fingers and the bilateral bilateral hemispheres of the body, such as juggling, where you're really having to focus your eyes on how your hands are moving and catching and adjusting to where your eyes are telling you the balls are, as well as using your feet to um, not just balance like in hacky sack, but also to pick up marbles or tiny objects, toys out of one bucket as you're sitting down, lift them out of the bucket with your toes and drop them into the other bucket. These tiny fibers and the ability for the minutia of the tactile ability of your toes to be able to pick things up and drop them is sending a lot of information through the talus of your ankle all the way up into your brain. And that's causing neuro um, neurogenesis, the creation of new brain cells, nerve cells in your brain. And then when that gets too easy, you stand up and you start picking up objects out of the bucket and dropping it into the other bucket as well, because that's causing you to balance on one leg and not just while you're sitting down on the seat. When that gets too easy, you put the buckets on the chair themselves. So you really have to lift your leg up to grab those marbles, those jacks, those tiny objects with your toes. And that's causing for you to get more mobility in your hips, thus sending again more information to your neurology and turning it back on. And that alone has been shown to halt and reverse some of the symptoms of cognitive decline. So you can kind of toggle between the use of CBD and THC as well as using your body, using your toes, using your hands, balancing a little bit more, and that will bring your acuity back. It'll bring your balance back. And the more you move and work your body, the more it's actually working out your fascia and it's working out kinks that cause for a limit in your mobility. I am a firm believer that your brain is actually your entire body. It's not just in your brain up here, and it's not just in your second brain, your gut, or your third brain in the heart. And really, they only call it the first, the second, and the third because of discovering the neurology. In fact, your gut is your first, your heart is likely your second, or part and parcel to your first, and your brain would be your third. So... I want you to start experimenting with this early because remember, ages 45 to 65 experiences not much lower of an amount uh, in statistically of, co of cognitive decline as people over the age of 65. And by the way, the reason why Steven Jepson started doing this exercise of sitting people down, taking their shoes off and picking up tiny objects with their toes was only to help with their balance because... If you fall and break your hip past the age of 65, for some reason, that's the sweet spot that causes for the mortality rate to go through the roof. So please practice these things 
early in life, you'll start learning that this is actually turning on neurology, even if you're younger, because sitting is the new smoking. We sit for anywhere from 6 to 12 hours a day, depending on your profession and your habits. And that is causing for people's bodies to shut down. Again, your brain is your body. You turn your body back on, it will start turning this brain up here back on. I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. Remember, please smash that like button and go over to benjosephstewart.com. Sign up to become a member because that's where I'm putting all of the major content, the awakening protocols where I'm telling people how to achieve higher human potential and also the deeper dives where I get into my looks at where the world is headed, what's happening in the world, things that I can't really say during the censorship days of YouTube and social media. So with that being said, I love you. I appreciate you. Here's this new format that I'm doing the Waking Infinity News under, and I'll catch you all next time on Waking Infinity News. (laughs) 